foul. Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound, Box. Back out to Allen. History title. Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! What's good, everyone? I am Matty G with my boy, Jakey Skidmore. You know him as at Filthy What's going on, Jay Wiz? Oh, man, I'm here with you. This is Kings. We're doing this. We're pulling out some musical references, and this one is a bit of a Drake one for you again. We're going back to back because we've just uh, polished off number three, which feeds directly into number four. So I'm brilliant. Skitty, what are we going to be talking about? You know it. You know this one. This isn't a surprise. Yeah, mate. No, no, straight into it. Again, having a look at uh, who to pick up in what certain rounds and where we're thinking that is uh, a player that's you know, maybe giving yourself a little bit of value, like what to target when you're going for certain rounds, gee whiz. So I'm I'm keen to get stuck into this one with you. Um, yeah, and I'm keen to get your takes on this because you are the man with the plan, the man with the research, the man that's done it all. I've done, so I've, I've, I'm I've, keen I've, to hear your side of the That's how I'm sunburned all over because I've done everything under the sun. Um, don't ask me too many questions <laughs> about it, but I will say this. I think there is value in rounds and it's knowing those rounds, knowing where to find them and picking up the value. We all know that in our drafts, whether it's 13 to 15 deep, if you miss a guy that you have intent in your mock draft, and we've done a lot of advice on mock drafts and how to change angle, it goes back to the old theory. You need to be flexible and think on your feet, but all hope lost Skidmore because there are guys out there Mm -hmm. that you can gain value back from later in the draft if you miss out on some of those uh, guys early on, one would say. Oh, 100%. And the other good thing about this, uh, like this kind of thing is all the rankings and all of the ADP from different uh, platforms and different websites, a lot of them are absolute garbage. Some of them are an absolute joke. Um, so when you kind of look at it, if people are just in your league that are just purely drafting off of ADP and where they think players are, you're going to be able to find such good value. So diving into some of like, you know, the ESPN ones and some of the fan tra- uh, fan tracks ones or Yahoo. Uh, so, some of them make me laugh, G. What's your favourite? Looking at some of these. What's your, what's your, what's your favourite guy that's been like, like just overrated, underrated on some of these like stats in fan tracks or, on, on, or ESPN or Yahoo? Is there any glaring one for you? Yeah, well... If we look at this one, my boy in the first round on uh, ESPN, Tyrese Halliburton has a current ADP of 9.5, which is goddamn ridiculous. If you're picking, if if you, that means he's going lower than nine in some. He's draft. 6.8 on Yahoo. Yeah. I have, I have the six pick in our draft on Sunday in our league. And his average on now, yeah. but then again, though, this is what we need to say about these. Where are these averages calculated from? If everyone who knows this, obviously, oh, okay. it's those guys were picking him at three or four, and then there's guys that are picking him at like nine because they're slipping to him because he hasn't gone, and then it meets in the middle of these ones. But then again, there's guys like Anthony Edwards whose average ADP on ESPN is nine. Mm. That's Ant Edwards as a first round player. Would you take Ant Edwards as a first round player? 
No, I would not. But let me just say this. So we clarify to everyone before we start saying how outrageous some of these are. On these, they do combine uh, points leagues and category leagues into their ADPs. So that's why you do see yes. Tyrese Halliburton a little bit lower because obviously he's better than category leagues than he is in point league. That's why Ant Edwards, as we just said, is higher in points leagues than he is in category leagues. So Correct. that's why you have to know when what league you're playing and then where these ADPs correspond to them. And that's so where if you are doing one of those things that are using someone like Roto Wire, that's where you get a subscription like that. You get a fantasy subscription mm-hmm. and know these things about player value. Mm-hmm. Make sure if you're using fantasy scores, you use promo code INSIGHT and get that five US dollars off. Uh, use guys like the or the guys at FBI Basketball, use their Mitch Mitch Casey over at Ball Boys Fantasy, Josh Lloyd and the lads over yeah. at Basketball Monster. Use whatever, yeah. wh- wh- whatever you're going to get. Get your resources. Use them all. Use use all of them. All like do, do whatever. Like just everybody who's yeah. in this fantasy world and a fantasy analyst do pods. Do these lists to help you out. And we're trying to give you the best information from those to help you get value in your rounds. We've pulled all of our data to give you some of those advice today. I'm going to give you some ADP guys in this one because when we call it. I should say shout out Rounders, the movie with Matt Damon and Ed Norton, by the way. Gretchen Moult, my God. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. If you have never watched the movie Rounders and you love poker, it's an absolute classic. I'm going to offer you Lowry Markinen in the second round, for example. Now, there's a lot to be said about Uncle Lowry. I love Lowry. I picked him up in a much later round last year. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the rounds. Do you take Lowry Markinen in a second round? I don't. I think there's... I think there's more potential with other players. Um, Larry got by last year on massive points on a shit Utah team. With he gets obviously gets good rebounds, he gets good points, he can hit the threes. Um, pretty good um, field goal percentage on a player that does take so many threes yeah. as well. And his free throws are solid. So I can see the appeal of Larry, but I just can't take him in the second round when I know there's guys that are giving me more from other positions. As you said, though, I also got Larry in probably, I think I got him at like pick 90 last yep. year. And I was just riding his dick the whole way to the final. Don't make, it, don't make it sound sexual at all, Skitty. Please, no, don't do that. No, no, no. No, I bent over for him. It was fantastic. Yeah, now, let, and, me say your, uh, let me say your safe word, <laughs> Tsunami Papi. Um, oh, geez, now, this so is what we took in a guy like that. So, yes, you do take a Larry Mark, and if he fits your build or what you want to achieve in your draft in the second round, he is ultimately a second round, early third round guy. But you, what we want to get to the point of with this rounding strategy today is, or this knowing your rounds, is when do you jump? When do you hold? Because a lot of people in your league are going to be looking at the names, obviously, on the board that won. If you're in a smart league, guys have their pen and pad like you and me do, Skitty, with our guys and what round we're going to be taking guys or our alternate guy. So it's know an alternative guy by the round or if you can get one later. So for instance, if Lowry Marketing goes off and Lowry Marketing is a listed as a small forward, power forward, okay? Mm-hmm. If this goes off in your second round, who is the next best small forward, power forward in the third round you could pick up back on the turn? In, in what was that, sorry? In the second, third in the round? third round. So let's say you've just been sniped on Lowry Market and you're like, shit, I don't know who to get. Yeah. You've got to take a guy who's the next best available player. You might go for a, look, maybe a Desmond Baines there and you're going to fill out that shooting guard position. Um, real quickly because you want some points yeah. and that's what you were kind of looking for points and some three pointers. And that's where you want a Lowry good free throw percentage. Okay. So you've got that guy, 
yeah. you wanted to feel that small forward, yeah. power forward position early on. Second round, I'm going to give you guys like... Uh, yeah, Desi Bain would be a good one for that specific thing that you're saying, yeah. but then, you know, you can also deviate and you can go LeBron for points or Jimmy Butler to help on your steals and free throw percentages. You don't have to get those exact categories that you're looking at with Mark and in, in that exact spot. Um, yeah, there, there's a couple... Yeah, as I said, LeBron, Bain... Jimmy Butler, uh, you could go taller with Pascal Siakam, who still has the forward eligibility. Uh, Jalen Brown's probably a bit too far for there. But then Kawhi Leonard, uh, good one. He's dropping a fair bit just because people are scared of the um, of the meniscus injury. Paul George as well. Um, obviously, don't take both of them on the same team. But, um, yeah, there, there's a couple of players that you can deviate to if you do miss out on Larry. But, again, don't fixate yourself on especially in the second round and the third round, don't fixate yourself on, I have to get this player. Be nimble about it, sideways if you need to. Always look at the different avenues that your team can take. Um, no one likes to get stuck in the mud. Yeah, and just get ready to be able to change it at a moment's notice if someone snipes you right in front of them. So, yeah. If you miss out on Larry, there's plenty of other takes that you can get. I look more... I have one for you. you. Look more I have a hot take one for you on that. Okay. Zach Levine. Okay. Yeah, but that's the thing. You could be looking at Zach in the third. That's exactly it. So you might get be able to pick up a Zach Levine in your fourth round if he's dropped down and these yeah. guys start to go up because Zach Levine is going to get you points. Yeah, he's well. going to get you three pointers. He's going to also get you an excellent um, free throw percentage. He's very good with his free mm-hmm. throw percentage. And he actually projects sometimes have a better field goal percentage than Lowry. Now, he doesn't get you the rebounds. He doesn't get you the, the potential block shots of that. So where can you trade? Mm. Then you need to be able to think on your feet in the round and be like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to get that now. I need to get rebounds in my next pick and I need to get some block shots to make up for that one. You might want to pick up a Chet Holgren or a Miles Turner to counteract that with a plan then to get someone like a Zach Levine or a Jamal Murray type in that guard spot later on to give you those similar categories. So knowing guys who can give you the areas that you wanted to target in round by round and then bringing them back is really important, mate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But also, too, you're forgetting that you're also, like, if you miss out on Larry in, say, the second or third, you're obviously going to get another player there. So exactly. you may have already picked up someone like a... Desmond um, Bain, like we like said. Like a Turner or something like that. Yeah, Bain, yeah. And then you've already got the threes that Larry was bringing. And then you can just pick up someone that gets your rebounds or blocks or something like that in another round, in a later round, that you're already going to do win getting Larry. Or you can do the vice versa. Yeah. Say if you were going to get Larry in the third round... But you picked up, and you, then you aim for the Levine in the fourth. But in the third round, you decide to take, let's say, Chris Stapps. I don't know, like Miles Turner or Chris Stapps, yeah, perfect. And you get your blocks and your rebounds up that way, and then Levine is still being able to provide something that you're going to get in, a, in another later round. So you never worry too much about, oh shit, I got sniped by this player. Yeah, we like to have a bit of fun with it, but it's not the be all and end all. You can pivot. No worries. It happens 100%, to all of us. 100%. And know that this is also what you're doing is going to have a counter-reaction. All the dominoes are falling off your moves to everybody else in your draft at the same time. Like the second that you do anything, it's going to be it, – it just starts a domino effect. You're going to probably take a guy that was on someone else's guy, especially if you're trying to get those guys of value that everyone has their eyes on. Like guys with like 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 five, six assists a game – and like like some threes and a steal. Like you guys, like Halliburton, Tyree, like you know Tyrese Halliburton, Trey Young, 
Um, even De'Aaron Fox throws them in there and drips them in a little bit. Devin Booker, Cade Cunningham, mm -hmm. all these kind of guard guys go off the off the lid. So what are you going to get? You can always stream points and threes, mate. So are you going to chase those in early rounds? Or do you want to try and fill those out later? Where do you see yourself on the points and threes being uh, able to be gotten off the waiver wire? Well, so obviously threes are the easiest and steals are the easiest categories to get off of the waiver wire. Steals are obviously harder because you just never really bloody know. Um, but threes are obviously the easiest. You can pretty much bank on a lot of the good three-point shooters. If they're playing enough minutes, will get you at least two, three threes a game. Yep. Points are a little bit more difficult um, just because you're not going to be able to find, like, you know, the big 25-point scorers off the waiver wire. But you know what that means? That means that everyone else is struggling to find those 25-point-per-game scorers on the waiver wire as well. So you've got to try and be able to get the, the highest if you're actually trying to get the points. you got to try and find the highest person that's in the best area to be able to get most amount of points that's going to be able to beat off the other people that can't get them either. So... That's a tough one. That's why you got to, if you're going to go for points in uh, in a draft, you got to go early because you got to bolster them because they're bloody hard to find later on and on the way of a while. Yeah. And look, again, the first couple of rounds aren't going to kook you entirely in your draft. So what you're looking to do is get the best available player to build around and build a very solid foundation. At pick three, you can start to do a tactical. So what are you looking for there? You can consider guys in round three these days like uh, Cade Cunningham, mid to later third round guys for like assistant steals, like a, a Darius Garland, because those kind of things start to dry up. Like steals, guys, like you said, they're really, you can get them off the waiver wire with one Matisse Thibel. Like Matisse Thibel is pretty much the only guy that's going to be, has elite, elite. And people get frustrated with him because if he doesn't get them for a couple Caruso, of games, Caruso is a guy who gets good assist, like get, yeah. gets good steals. But most of the other guys, there's not a, a waiver wire guy. So someone could draft a Thibault in their 13th or 14th round just to drip in because they've been really, and he might not see his way back to the waiver wire all season long, Skinny. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's true. I mean, but again, steals are the hardest thing to find just because they're so contentious. I don't know, they're so random. They're so random. Yeah, I'll, I'll believe you, whatever that word was. There, yeah, that makes sense. Contentious. Um, Big, big, a big English. Can term. I get a definition? Contentious, yes. A point of contention. Uh, by oh God, I'm going to have to Google the day. But, but something that you could argue about, like it's, a, it's an argue about, like it's a point of contention that you can, that like every single game, how many steals are you going to get? Your great defenders, your elite defenders are always going to be out there hunting those lanes and kind of wreck them up, like your OG Ananobis, mm -hmm. uh, your Shays. Shay gets them for a point guard. Um, Tyrese yeah. gets them. The, but there's the difference. There's the massive difference as well that you just pointed out. That's a, that's a very, very good point. You can have an elite defender that are not very good at getting defensive stats. Yes. Because, because that's a complete different thing. We can look at like um, Isaac Okoro is a really good one in yeah. Cleveland. He's a very good on-ball defender, but he gets shit all defensive stats. Uh, Mikel Bridges, he's the, probably the best uh, on-ball defender in the NBA. But it's not like he's going out there getting three steals a game. No, he used to get you. He he could get you three couple. stocks a couple of seasons ago in Phoenix when he was getting you like two point five to three stocks yeah. a game. It was just like just gravy. He was, and then it stepped back. It, it was, was big, it was fantastic. But with the offensive load in Brooklyn, he's not required to do the same defense. He likes to play Correct. it still, obviously, but it's like that. But points, guys, by round. You can start to look at points, guys, like the scoring leaders from last season. This is a wonderful exercise. Just start to look through those guys. And points really 
do we say that points you can pick up on the waiver wire by whoever's hot and after an injury and you can pick someone up and they absorb a role and then opportunity knocks for them to be able to translate it 100 percent but you guys guys who are yeah. dependable like joel shay luca like luca's luca's going to put a shitload of points in up in dallas like shit tons yeah 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 um after those- let me let me ask you this though yes. jay when it when it comes to let's say after pick let's say after pick 70 Mm-hmm. How many big scorers, let's say twenty plus scorers, do you think they still are like sitting around after pick seventy, which is round what six and a half? A few, like a bit. I, I've, I've, I have about three or four. Do I have to think about pick seventy? Look, it depends if Zion. No, no, no. Depends, you don't have to pick it. Depends if Zion's been taken in your league. If people are like worried about him on yeah. injury, he's generally gone by then. I would argue, guys like yeah. Anthony Simons. Yep. Um, so these are my these are my four that I have yep. that are able to get twenty. Oh, right, Simons. Yep. Oh, we agree. On Anthony Jaylen. Simons. Yep. Yep. Simons. If he goes up to seventy, sometimes he's been pity, picking like you know mid sixties, roughly around that, but. Um, Jalen Green from Houston. That's a little bit iffy, though. Kyle Kuzma. That's my big one. Kuzma. Uh, I, love I love Kuzma. Yeah. Anytime in the seventies, I'll take Kuz. That's no worries. Yeah, I like Kuz. Um, Jar Morant, but obviously he's got the suspension for twenty-five games. Yeah, so he's and dropping then, obviously because of that. Yeah, but and then, well, Bridges didn't play because he's a piece of shit. So he's gone from that too. Keldon Johnson, Jordan Clarkson. Oh, I'm not confident yeah. with those guys. Like, so that's. Pretty much about it. I think class. I think Clarkson can drop him maybe input. I think seventies. I think you've got a guy who's flirting with that, like Paolo Banquero. I think a Paolo yeah, is going. Paolo's, pa- yeah. Paolo's been around there in some again, though. Yeah, he's up and down. So you might be able to get someone like that. Yeah. I'd probably say a Clay Thompson. A Clay is yeah, another. Clay, a Clay a good... is another later round guy Jeez. for points. Uh, Tyler Hero. Pretty, pretty he has been looking pretty good. He's, right. he's, he's skyrocketing now, man. I've, I've been telling people, man, you got to get on the Tyler Hero train. Two, the two. fact that they didn't get Dame, you got to get on the Tyler Hero train because bloody hell, that stock's rising. Um, I I don't know who else can yeah. get up around that way. Yeah. Are, are those later around guys? Oh, Jalen Green. Jalen Green is probably one. I already said Green. Oh, you said Green? Jesus. Oh, I'm, I'm you yep. made me think. You made me think really hard because it's it's really hard it's, to get those. It's bloody hard, isn't it? There's a bunch of guys afterwards yeah. who have opportunity this year. For example, I'm I'm curious with Benedict Matherin in Indiana. What yeah, okay. it's points yeah. up it's going to be, knowing that they're like they're still looking at a Buddy Healed thing. So this moves. Mm. For example, what round is Benedict Matherin currently going in? In some leagues, he is going undrafted. You don't want that to be yes. That is a flyer pick. Is not pretty much assured the starting job in Indiana. Yeah, well, not anymore. He's getting drafted pretty much every regularly in every yeah. draft now because of the preseason games where Buddy Hill's been coming off the bench and Matherin's been starting. And I've actually, from someone that didn't actually like Matherin at all um, for his fantasy output, I'm actually picking him up in the last couple of rounds just because I'm like, I well, love eggs. He could score 25. Yeah. And he could have good free throw percentage. And I'll take a swing on that. And look, and that's the thing. It's about taking a swing in those later rounds. So if I asked you right now, where do you think Victor. Uh, sorry, not Victor. Where do you reckon he's going? Uh, I'll do it in on Roto why his average is right here. What do you think his average is right now in some drafts? His overall average. Who, who, who's that? Sorry? Eggs Benny. Eggs Benedict Matherin. Oh, oh God, I'd love Eggs Benny. Um, what's your protein? Of, what's your protein of choice with that, by the way? 
Are you a ham or a salmon guy? Oh, ham. Yeah. Ham every single day of the week. Yeah. Oh, I'm not fancy, mate. Look at me. I'm bloody tradie. Of course I'm ham. Can I just can I, re- <laughs> can I recommend you if you're not fancy? Get chorizo Benedict sometimes. My God. Oh no, I've tried. Oh, it's oh, yeah, that's very nice. Oh, it's a it's a it's it's a it's a fun right. mouth. Back to the point. What do you reckon his average age? Are we doing a cooking now? channel after this? this like is, we're doing the cooking podcast after this year. Hundred percent. Benedict Matherin is at one twenty right now. He has jumped up one twenty. One twenty. Yeah, he's gone up to one twenty five on Yahoo and fan tracks. He's still flirting around the uh, one thirty four. But his green arrows are all up. Apart from if you're in an ESPN league. He's down and he's dripped to 134, which is pretty much in parallel with Bantrax. But again, he's he's gone down, yeah, in ESPN. Again, we don't know what we don't know why people do these certain things. They just like to do them sometimes and mess with everybody's head. And that's okay. But again, when we're talking about rounds, we you need to know off the bit. If you listen to our basics pod for number three, what round are you established looking to establish what? You really can't hurt yourself off the first two rounds of guys. Fair enough. But after that way, you want to start building into guys around here. There's always a big risk of drafting similar players as well in similar rounds to feed those categories as well. You need to know when you have established yourself with who. So if you're going for, let's say, let's say, let's go back to our friend Lowry, okay? And you're looking to establish yep. points, excellent free throw percentage. You're looking to get some rebounds on the board. What point do you pivot? What point do you go to that one? About your fourth or your fifth round, where you start to fill the rest of it? Oh, it, it just depends on who I've taken with the first pick as well, though. Because, like, you know, maybe I've paired him with Joel, and I'm like, well, shit, I'm pretty good in rebounds, but I'd like to bolster my assist a little bit. <laughs> and then, you know, you start looking towards maybe a Darius Garland or a uh, Kate Cunningham um, to try and bolster that. I'm kind of more looking at, like, I don't know, if I get like good solid rebounds early on, I know when the rebounds are going to come later. We know that there's that gap between the centers and the guts between about 40, uh, 45 to about 80 odd. And that's when like Mark Williams, um, Jalen Duran, uh, Dan Gafford start going off the board. So you can kind of, if you know where those, where those folds kind of go, that's when you can kind of attack the other, uh, the other categories that you need. So Personally, what I'd do if I started with, let's say, Larry and um, Joel, I'd look for a point guard with my next one to try and bolster a bit of assist. I'd then probably try and go assists again because they normally coincide with threes, uh, but Larry already gives me pretty good threes. And then I'd probably start to know that I'm going to go back. Once I've bolstered those, I will then try and go for my rebounds with one of those later on kind of upside swing guys. If I miss them, there's always... Derek Lively, Yusuf Nurkic, these kind of guys sitting around about 90-odd, yep. um, 90 to 100. Um, so, yeah, it it just depends. You've got to be able to be very flexible, as we always say. You've got to be bendy. You've got to be like the pawns. Gumby. The you've got to be Gumby. You've just got to be a piece of green fucking play. So you, so you went kid shit and I went to pawn. That's just showing what kind of stuff we work on here, Wiz. <laughs> I, I know the two are too oftenly confused, uh, but that's very funny. As you said, if you feared those early, the, the counter to that is in rounds like four, if you're looking for it early and you have built out those point guard, shooting guard stats, you can get guys in round four like a Chet Holgren, uh, Clacko. Yep. You know I love Clacko from my NBA 2K days. He was yep. one of my, my first Absolutely. 2K loves. Uh, Walter, uh, Walker, <laughs> not Walter, Walker Kessler. Mother Mary and Joseph, you start to get those big guys later. So those guys start to go, look, Chet Holgren can still be on your board in around four. 
quite possibly because we know yep. that Wemby's off the oh, door yeah. soon. But again, this is the thing. Why would I go for Victor Wembanyama in the second round when I could get Chet in round four? They're going to pretty yeah. much, apart from points, maybe profile very, very similarly categorically this year. Like I, their stats are going to probably marry up a little bit. Yeah, I, I can see that being the case. Yeah, they'll be very, very close in pretty much every category. I, I would have to agree with you there. I think Wemby's got the chance of having the higher usage. So I think you're right there on the maybe a few more points to Wemby. That could coincide with the worst field goal percentage, though. Um, Will, you know, Shea had a sky-high usage last year in Oklahoma City, so we'll see how Chet works in with that. But which brings, from all the preseason games, which brings in love. Just so. touch on OKC, because around six or seven, they start to get those jack-of-all-trades guys. So this is what I'm going to say. You can start to feed OKC. There's guys in the sixth round that you can get a bunch of different you can this is like the whole what the fuck am i doing where am i good where am i bad because there's guys like devin vassell in san antonio another complimentary piece you mentioned okc but i remind you that in about the sixth to seventh round mostly probably about the sixth round by about now you've got guys like josh giddy and jalen williams on the board yeah now these guys can pro, both profile very well they've got very fantasy friendly games so they're about round mm. six so when we talk about know your rounds if you need those, okay, I can. It's okay. I stuff. Okay, I can get this guy in about round six. I can get some more assists from Gitto. I can get Joshi round six. I'm cool for now. If you're looking for a power forward, you can tuck it. You can tap into guys like Julius Randle, Paolo Bencaro, um, yeah. the Geronimo. I call him Geronimo Grant these days because I, I think he's going to dive off a leg because he's just diving off a leg. Hey, Geronimo, like he's. <laughs> Yeah. Just jumping in just jumping in over that way around that. But also yeah. guys like Draymond Green, he's falling in draft. He's slipping. Because he is not playing mm. currently. Because everyone's like, oh God, I've got to get Kaminga. Oh Jesus, I've got to get Kaminga. Mm. Do you though? Do you? Like I know uh, like yeah, do you need yeah. to get Kaminga in that round? No, you don't need to get him in six because he's still a four. No, no, God no. no. Oh shit, no. He made my Mally and I were talking about the uh Mally and I were talking. He made my all preseason hype train toot toot starting five, which mm-hmm. was just a wonderful thing to watch. Mm-hmm. But this is again, we're talking about yeah. rounds. Centers, I want to talk about the value of centers. Make sure you do check out our centers pod tier that I did with Mick. That was a lot of fun uh, to do with the big horse. Um, mate, you can get some center value late in rounds if you're missing things like rebounds and some block shots again. I know we mentioned them early, oh, yeah. but around seven or eight, a start, bunch of guys start to go off the board, mate. Like, um, Carter Jr., Gafford, Marky Williams. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. what's happening with Mark Williams because Nick Richards and him in the preseason have still been in a minute split. Uh, Jakob Pertl yeah. is falling. Even Necker yeah, Longwood is falling to around here and Clint Capella because they're both joined together. Hey, like, how about this one too? Rudy Gobert is around this area. Like, I, like if you want points and blocks, if if you really think that Rudy Gobert has fallen off a face of the cliff and he's, he's everything's still, stuffed and he can't play in Minnesota, then yeah, keep letting him slide. But shit, I've been getting him at eighty. Yeah. And this bloke was top twenty two years ago. I've seen like, a bunch of come on. this is what we fall in love. So this is by rounds. Don't fall in love with upside. Do not draft a guy at their absolute ceiling because you eat the value out of the pick. This is like we, I can't stress that enough. Like when you're trying to take a guy, like last year, 
I was committed to Jalen. Again, I, I bring up my Jalen Williams thing a lot because I get aggregated on him whenever I say his name. I have to throw salt over my shoulder after this podcast when I mention Jalen Williams. I love Jalen Williams. He's last year in the preseason, he showed us that this guy could probably have some flashes and he's going to be solid. Like, love what he can bring to OKC. I held him. He was the one rookie. I traded out Jabari Smith Jr. in a league because he just wasn't showing out for me. You know, you were in that, you were in our league last year. You know, I traded out Jabari Smith Jr. Because it just, I reached. Yeah, he tried to trade to me about four times. I don't want him in shit. But he's last, not, year, he last year he was shit. So you hold on yeah. to certain guys in <laughs> certain ways and, and, and doing it. But when guys just don't stop existing. So when you, when you want to draft a guy, I drafted him. I think it was in the 80s. I think I drafted him last year. I'm, like, I'm going to do it because I think everyone's getting high on him. Or maybe it was the 90s. Wherever I drafted him, I'd started to see him go in some mock drafts early. So I was really nervous. I'm like, I want to make sure I get this guy. I think he's, I think he's something special. I want to make sure I get Jalen. I took him in every single league. And I got him between seventy late seventies to nineties, and I and I held him. Apart like apart from one league, I traded him late to get a really good piece. But I I had to go up knowing that in that round people were starting to take them. So the encouragement here is to be doing mocks leading into your drafts this weekend to just see the last minute changes in the preseason hype. So if you started out really hot and heavy, and you may have got laid down with work or life. In between your first mocks when you're doing a lot more and, and, and leading up to your draft, I mean, it should be obviously the opposite, but make sure you tap back in and do that research now because guys are starting to move. Like you said, Benedict Matherin was going undrafted in yeah. some leagues. Now he's 120s, which means Benedict Matherin is a second round, the second last round guy at this point in time. Yeah, yeah absolutely, mate. So I've got uh, one more question. I've got a question for you. Oh, bro, right? shoot me. When when do you start going into the flyers or the oh, upside Jesus. pick swing territory kind of players? When do you like to look for? Hey, what round am I going to start having a swing in? I don't want to tell you because we have a very big draft, which is my own personal cash league draft on Sunday together. So hey, would... we're here to help the viewers. Don't you, right? don't you don't you put the viewers? Don't you use my line? What I'm saying, like when I'm wearing drafts, and I'm saying, oh, don't say names in a draft. It's bad mojo. Woo-hoo-hoo. The fantasy ghost will haunt you. And sure enough, it happens every single time, and someone goes off the board. I know. Oh, yeah. I should have learned my lesson by now, yeah, but I yeah. can't because we're trying to give the best advice possible. Um, I I am not afraid. Okay, so this is the example. Victor Wembenyama, I guess, is exhibit A in the murder case of when do you take a guy too high? I will not draft Victor Wembenyama in any of my drafts this year knowing that people are taking him at his absolute ceiling in the second round. Now, for me, San Antonio is a reliable organization historically in my DNA. True? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Probably the most. Apart from the last several years when they haven't been that great after Kawhi left and it's all gone shit-faced, belly up sideways. For me, the sign of the end of times with San Antonio was not signing Tony Parker onto that very last contract. Oh, yeah. And he played for the Hornets. I just wanted I wanted Parker to be a one like like a one-trick pony, you know what I mean? Like him, Manu, Dunk. That was where I was at. So for me, where do I take guys? I take them where I see they're going to fit my build. I know that you're big on ADPs and, and just ignoring them. When I say big on ADP, Skitty, I mean yeah. you love to ignore them. I'm big on yeah. my I'm big on my build. So if I see a guy that I really yeah. want to get, I'm happy to jump probably around 
if it's a really good punt that I'm doing and I'm really into it, I think I'm very strong. Two, look, a round and a half. And I say a round and a half because you've got to think about where you draft. If you're in the middle of the draft and you come back to you, there's like a round that's going to happen. The snake comes back around. So you've got to finish off that round and come back into the next one. Do I get them then early knowing that I got to go back around the, like like the little ziggy zag, a little S frame? Um, it's like playing, watching a draft was like watching Snake on like a Nokia. Just like, doo, 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 doo. What a great game. What a was. classic. Half the people that watch us aren't even going to know what we're talking about. Mm. But geez, when you're on your brick phone, you're playing Snake. I've still, I've still got Snake on this bad boy. I've st- I downloaded it. Oh, yeah, mate, I downloaded it. I'm, mate, I just downloaded the app and play it. But this is what I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm willing to draft a guy around early to get the value that I want for my team that fits it. Knowing that my next pick, yeah. I, if I take a risk, I generally offset that risk early with the best available player or a very safe player, like a Houses Harris or a Houses Milton, yeah. who doesn't seem that safe or Houses this year because we're unsure what the fuck is going yeah. on with him in Milwaukee. But I kind of try to offset that. So when we say by round value, if you are going to jump around, I guess the advice there is to counteract that um, aggressiveness or pursuit of someone you need with someone who's going to be dependable and make sure that they come through for your skitty. Or if someone's dropping as well. Oh, like if, you, if, you, like if you find someone like, say if you reach high for someone and then in the next round, the, a player like, you know, that is dropping down the ranks and you go, oh shit, like, you know, that's, that could be some more value. I'll and take them again. Thank no you worries. very much to every single person who has given me Kawhi Leonard in like the late second round or third round of a draft this year. Because this for me is a yeah. top 10 NBA fantasy player. I profiled him out in a, hey. in 11 cats. He's a top 10 player. And people, I try to t- trade him in our, in our league. People like, I wanted to get some, I needed another point guard. People like, oh, he never plays. He never plays. I'm like, yeah, but you forget that when he does. And he very well could this year with the new arena coming in Los Angeles. I'm not here, I'm not t- out here telling everyone to drive Kawhi Leonard, but Kawhi is becoming just really fucking hard done by at this point. Like, bloody earth, man. He's going in the he, 30s again, and 40s I'd, time. Like, for, like, I'd be so much more in on Kawhi if he didn't have that meniscus surgery in the playoffs last year. I'd be so in on him. But yeah. I know, I think that meniscus, it gives me a little bit of worry. It gives me a little bit of worry, but it doesn't give me, because he's healthy and he's been getting treatment for such a long period of time now, and with yeah. what's going in the Clippers organization. Yeah. So again, when we talk about rounds, what round can you get Kawhi Leonard? What round can you get Zion Williamson? What round mm-hmm. can you get Ja Morant? God forbid Ja Morant. Again, do not draft Ja Morant if you do not have him stashable. He is just going to take up mm-hmm. a bench spot. That's why in my league, I have a 14-deep league that happens. If you mm-hmm. want to take him, you need to take him. You need to bench him. You are going to lose a roster spot. Easy as that. There's no stashing mm-hmm. him for a later gain. And be like, it's okay. I'll just roll out a full squad for the entire time and have like one of the top 40 best players in NBA fantasy just sitting on my bench doing nothing for 25 games while I, while I milk a waiver guy. It's just, it's just, it's kind of almost, it's, it's buying cheating. Or it's buying something that's wrong in your league, a drink at the bar and being like, hey, do you want to be John Moran for 25 games and just be stashed? Hmm. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but all the two, like, you know, 
if someone wants to take him that high and give me a better pick, then fine. I don't give a shit. Now, that's the thing. That's the benefit yeah. for you. If they take him high for it, but if they're getting him late at really late round value and trying to do something cheeky with it because he's still sitting there because everyone doesn't think they can stash him and all of a sudden they learn they can and they stash him at pick 120, then that's a little bit... That's why... That's a little bit you out of You've got to know your rules then. You've got to know your rules. You know your Go back to the know your shit thing. I managed to do it with Trey yeah. Murphy in one of yeah. our leagues because I was like, I actually want Trey Murphy. I like Trey Murphy. He's only going to be out for maybe two months. I can wear that. I wore Chris Middleton last year. I can wear Trey. And I ended up picking someone drop Tobias Harris in our league. I'm like, excuse me? Tobias Harris is now sitting on the waiver wire? So I picked up Tobias Harris. And that was easy. So you've got to be able to make these things, but know your rounds of your guys when you're drafting them. Because if you do that research now, it's going to feed you in ultimately to building the best available team that you need to. Jump in and do your research because when you're doing it, you're going to do it. It's a really interesting exercise to know it because then again, guys later on, you can get guys late. Also know where guys have jumped to, like Asar Thompson. He has now jumped in from being last, yeah, Jabari Smith Jr., your preseason hype guys. Mm -hmm. When are you going to get these round guys? They are jumping. It, it, it's they're the destiny's child of your draft because they're jumping, jumping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like that? Pop- Absolutely. You like the, that one? The, the, yeah, another another good old 2000s track. I love that. Yeah, but the, the way the preseason hype train guys, keep an eye on those where they're going because they're normally going to get priced out. Yeah. In fairness, like they're, they're probably just going to go overs. But, you know, if you can still find the value in the right spots, I mean, I, yeah, I'm I'm back in on Benedict Matherin from the preseason, but that's purely because now I can see that Buddy Heald isn't starting and he's the starter. Yeah. So that's why I can see a little bit of avenue there. But it's not like, you know, I'm going to jump two rounds of value for Wemby or I'm going to jump two rounds of value for uh, Chad Holmgren. I'm just not going to do that yeah. um, because I'm taking him at a peak. And we just got to – and remember, if – if Wemby and Chet are jumping two rounds, that means other guys are falling. Correct. And I'm more than happy to take the scraps. Yeah, it can it can sky like it can chicken little, and the sky could be falling all around for you, and that's just going to give you value back into your lap at the end of the day, and that's what you want to look for. Mm-hmm. Also, round by round, we want to look at guys who are going to give us value for what length of time. For example, when you're looking at a Marcus Smart right now, and the round that you're going to be taking Marcus Smart. This is a guy who is only going to be buoyed in the short term with the absence of John Moran. A guy like Jonathan Kaminga is going to be buoyed in the short term after his preseason show out and if Steve Kerr gives, lets him off the leash a little bit and gives these younger bucks some run. He is going to be more valuable, most likely in the short term, with Draymond Green out. Are we seeing something good? We don't know what's happening with Miles Bridges and Charlotte. Are we going to bank and draft aggressively someone like PJ Washington or Brandon Miller in the interim? Because bag of shit bridges um, is possibly out more. What is the NBA doing on that? We don't know. At this point in time, it's 10 games. Mm-hmm. It's been decidedly quiet on that front, Skitty. Like we haven't been yeah, like, the, yeah, there's been no statement from the organization or the <laughs> NBA that they're looking at further time or that it's going to be looked at further. Like we'll find out in time and what happens when yeah. these sealed documents become noticeable. But until then, you know, if, if you know, he's still got the suspension to carry out, so that means it's obviously added value for PJ Washington and Gordon Hayward, Correct. and then to some extent Brandon Miller. But 
not too much, but I think all the Hornets get a little bit of a bump with Bridges not there. So, 100%. Um, and this brings to mind, then yeah. do you draft Miles Bridges because he is going to fall later and you can live without him for three and a half weeks? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not touching him or Jar within the top 100. There you go. Let me just say that. I'm not, not touching him any. Like, no, nah, it's, it's not worth it in my eyes where I can get someone up that can get better value. Bridges, yeah, I can see the appeal. Like, he's a pretty good fantasy player, but that's if he plays. Yep. Same as Kevin Porter Jr. Thank God he's not on a team anymore. OKC. Yep, well done. Thank you. I you think, did the league of service. I think OKC just deserves a – they deserve a round of applause for that one. That's just like, you know yep. what, you're done. You're Thank out of the you. league officially. Good bloke all there. Sam Presti is an absolute bloody legend, isn't he? He has yeah, to be one of yeah, the yeah. best guys in like two second rounders. Like, two second rounders to tell him to piss off. Yeah, good. And Houston's got to be like, like, fine. We'll we'll take we'll, we'll take Oladipo back here. We'll have a good time with Victor. We love the guy, and we love you. Yeah. And because we appreciate you, make sure you like and subscribe to all the videos. We've got a special one mm-hmm. K giveaway pod coming up very very soon. We've got content right throughout the season. We we love we love all the support. We love the good feedback. We're going to do a mailbag show in the next couple of weeks, which is going to be great. I'm actually going to ask a lot of analysts to jump on a Sunday session, come for some drinks, and have a bit of a chat about basketball coming up soon. It's going to be an absolute megapod. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up in the NBA season. We'll check you real soon. I'm Matty G. This is Jake Skidmore. We're the Insight NBA team. Make sure that you check out our good friends over at Standard Squeeze and use promo code Insight15. And if you, after any financial advice and looking for your dream home, make sure you check all the links in our bio for Ryan. He is amazing at his financial advice and he's using for his home. Uh, Ryan, the student you said, can really answer all of the questions around if your dream home can be yours sooner rather than later. Make sure you check him out and email him at ryanh at eganwealth.com. I am Maddie. This is Skitty. See you later.